Today, this is truly one of my favorite passages. It is from Romans 8, 31 through 39. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us, how will he not also, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one, Christ who died more than that who has raised to life is the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. And now the part that just blows me away. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors, through him who loved us. For I am convinced that nothing, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let me pray. God, in this place, on this morning, may we turn our troubles over to thee. Help us to hear your word through the words of my mouth or despite them. In Jesus' name, amen. We all have difficult times. And I have come to believe there seem to be seasons of our life in which life is just hard and sad and grieving. I have had two such periods in my life. One was 1994 and one was 2007. Those were the difficult years. I want to talk about 1994, which really went on longer than a year. In 18 months, I had 21 deaths in the church I was serving. My grandmother died an aunt that was very, very dear to my heart. The Palm Sunday tornado, which you may or may not remember, that hit Goshen United Methodist Church and killed 20 people. Little Hannah Clem was my daughter's best friend. Kelly, who lost her daughter and was pastor of the church, is and will always be a dear friend. And my marriage was dissolving. Well, it was a bad time. When somebody is in trouble, like the Clems, Kelly and Dale and 
their precious daughter, Sarah, who had lost her big sister. You want to do something, don't you? You want to have something that you can do to help. I got given a job. And it was a very special job. It's not like it was big or, you know, changed the world or anything, but it was something dear to my heart. Kelly said to me, can you find Hannah's paintings that were on the refrigerator door with help? I, had, I actually had somebody who went to find them. When you get them, will you place them with this friend of ours in the the narthex area of the church so that as people come in for the funeral service they will see the artwork of four-year-old Hannah Clem. My heart was breaking. I was struggling so hard. I was about to face doing a Mon the Thursday service, a Good Friday service, an Easter service. I had so much grief already in my home church that I was serving. And I sat down on the third row of Anniston First Methodist Church. And the pastor stood up and he read Romans 8. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. I'd like to say that from that moment I felt a comfort that just went through all the things that had happened and were to come. But it didn't happen that way. Have you ever had that experience? It doesn't just happen that way. But the words were just an anchor that I could hold on to and that I hold on to today. Imagining all the places and the ways that God has been with me and that God has not allowed me to be separated from him. Even when I was struggling. I will say that there were days that I stumbled and there were days that I fell. But I continue to stand up and go forth. Which brings me to a second passage that I want to share this morning. One that is also very close to me. It is from Isaiah 40 verses 30 and 31. Even youths grow tired and weary... And young men stumble, stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Interestingly enough, this passage became dear to me at a time in which I was also struggling. And I was in a program in which I had to read, you know, a book a week off this long list of you get to choose a book. Have you ever had to read all these books and you look to the one that's the sh shortest? <laughs> I don't know if you ever read Jonathan Livingston Seagull, but I remember that being on the reading list of few things you got to choose to read, and it was short. Whoa. 
Well, I, I picked up Tracks of a Fellow Struggler by John Claypool. And he had a four-year-old daughter who died of leukemia. And he um, wrote this book, and it contained three sermons. One was the Sunday after he learned his daughter was ill. One was the Sunday when he came back after she had passed away. And one was three months later. I go, you wonder, if you've been to my house, why does she have so many books? Well, they're books like this that I try to keep extra copies of because I love it so much. Because it said a word that I loved and I hold on to. We must remember that in the writing of the Bible, for so often it is the most important that comes last. Listen to this. You will soar on wings like eagles. No, that's, that's not the big news. You will run and not grow weary. That is not the good news or the best news. You will walk and not faint. Oh, I love those words. God will allow me to walk and not faint. I walked. I walked and I didn't faint. There were days. I remember a particular Sunday when I just was like, Lord, I cannot go to church. I cannot preach. I cannot do this. And the Lord said, get up and walk. Just take the first step. Just go on. Go to church. You know, you know, Pastors really aren't supposed to skip church because they're not in the mood. <laughs> but anyhow, I, I went, and on that day, we had a first-time visitor. This is the woman who I now pray and do Bible study with every single morning. What if I had not walked? What if I not had that prayer partner who stands by me? who's going to roam with me when I'm in India <laughs> because she wants to be with my children. Yes, the Lord provided me just when I needed And she, as well, was in a difficult time. Together, we walked the journey. God gave me someone who would cry when I cried. Oh, how important that is. The days continued, and I walked. And in 1995, in August of 1995, I had the opportunity to take a wonderful trip to Africa. I hope Linda's is just as wonderful without having a fall and breaking her collarbone and injuring her head, okay? <laughs> it was the, one of the best things in my life, but I was foolish. And I sat on top of a Land Rover while it was going over the savanna, and I held on to the rack, and when it was time to take a picture, I would yell, Stop! I want to take a picture of these animals. And what happened? I forgot to say stop one time, and I saw a great guinea fowl, and I wanted to take a picture, and I lift my camera to take a picture, and I went flying off the Land Rover and landed on my head. So when you wonder what's wrong with me, <laughs> you, you got it. I, I fell off a Land Rover and 
Now, many things happened that were just a gift and miraculous, but what was most important is that I had been in Johannesburg, and in Johannesburg, I had gone to help feed uh, the hungry, and one of the people on the bus who was helping to hand out the food was actually a homeless man who came to church every Sunday, who showed me his home of a cardboard box, who praised the Lord and would write psalms that would go into the church newsletter, but who could not find a job for his family and praised the Lord daily. He said, I trust in the Lord and he cares for me. I don't know about you, but I don't consider living in a cardboard box exactly my favorite way to be cared for. But the power of his love for Christ was amazing. And so, this particular morning as I slept in a tent and had these monkeys over my tent with their little hands making little footprints over my tent, I wrote in my journal and I said, what will I tell my church family that I have learned on this trip? These are words I want you to remember. I have learned that I must give all to the Lord. That I must trust the Lord in all things. Even though it, it, it seems each day that my marriage is in darker, darker shape. I will trust in the Lord. I'm sitting on the Land Rover. I'm taking the picture. You got this? I'm lifting up. I'm going flying over. I feel God's presence. I feel as if I am being carried down. As if somehow there's some angel that is holding on to me and, and lifting me down. And I hear these words. You will be fine. Your children will be fine. And your church will be good. When I landed, I, I know they thought I was crazy because they came over. How are you? How? I'm great. <laughs> I am just great. I have just felt the presence of the Lord. I am great. They were extremely worried. <laughs> Even to this day, when I pick up a camera and Kelly is around, she's like, can I have that? I don't, I don't, I don't want you taking pictures. You might fall. I, 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 don't, I, I, can't, I can't handle it again. I'm like, I'm walking across the street. She's like, oh, no, I can't handle that. We have hard times. In 1996, my marriage would end. But I knew with every fiber in my body that God would be with me. You may have had these hard times. And you may have or may not have felt God's presence. Because I'm telling you, someday you just wonder. I'm doing this, Lord, I just don't understand. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. But God is there with you. God is there with you. And there are other days 
of joy and thanksgiving. And truthfully, the day that you are living in is a day of thanksgiving. Of all the deaths that I had at Avondale that year, there was one in particular that was the hardest. I didn't know him very well. I'd been to visit, but I, you know, I, did, I didn't know him that well. He didn't come to church. Hadn't come to church in a long time. Not many people at the church, if anybody really knew him, but, but it was his church. And I get a call that he has passed away. And I'm just sitting there shaking. I'm like, shaking? He looked just like my grandfather. You ever had that feeling? Something just reminds you and it just, it just comes up like this just overwhelming sense of grief about everything that you've had. You have those moments. But God is there with you and God is here today. Let me tell you, I walked into church this morning and, and maybe you don't understand. I, I didn't get to be at the whole service yesterday. I didn't get to hear the beautiful choir that Red Ridge and Auburn did together, other than when they practiced. But I heard, I felt, I experienced God's presence in this place this morning when I walked in. I felt the presence from yesterday. Because this place was filled for love for Jim and Diane. It was filled. And that love does not just disappear in one moment. Hold on to it and know that that love is there from God and from each other. <clears throat> hey, take this finding of someone to go to. And I'm okay. See, I don't have the name. Manna? No. What is the name of the, the lunch thing where y'all or dinner thing where you met? Grateful bread? What is manna and quail? No, I'm not talking, I'm, I'm talking about the, like, fellowship dinners. That's Grateful Bread. Okay, Grateful Bread, where Ron was telling us about, Grateful Bread, where you go with someone else that you don't know to have time to eat together. What a great way to have God's Spirit come to us. We're not going to sit here. We're going to take Red Ridge out. Right? God is with you. God will be with you. Let us pray. God, what wonderful people are in this place. They love and care because you love and care. They grow in you and they grow with each other. Let us not stand simply where we are but continue to walk with you. Yes, we will stumble. Yes, we will fall. But we will walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.